This is Don Michael Wycath of Halloween, and you're on Focus on Metal with Rich and Scott. Stay tuned. Hey, Metalhead, Scott here. Richie. And it's a uh, snowy-ish Wednesday night, right? It's Wednesday. I'm losing frickin' track. And uh, so how we doing? I'm all right. What, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did, when I went to, like, pre-save the audio for this, yeah, I put 22. I'm like, ah, crap, 23. Yeah, my fucking memory is going. <laughs> you know. But, um. Yeah. But this is a... Uh, so this is a pretty interesting one. Uh, you know, Richie hit me up. Hey, let's have a discussion when I have no idea what we're talking about till he walked in the door here. So uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you roll with your idea? We are going to talk about reviews and how relevant or important we think they are anymore. And how important are they to you now compared to years ago? When you you know when I'm talking years mm-hmm. ago, I'm talking eighties, nineties. Yep. Even you know even more recent. Sure. Um, and we're really talking album reviews, right? Yeah, not okay. concert reviews. We're talking about music reviews. Yeah, album I'm just because in general, like reviews is kind of a larger topic now. So, for instance, if you were to say like reviews from my millions of little boxes that I have here for guitar effects, um, you know, you could read those in like some of the magazines and you get the, you know, creamy and transparent and blah, 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 but you can never really like hear them. But now at least with YouTube, I can go on there and listen to people, you know, different, different folks, like, uh, just a whole bunch of different guys that I really have a kind of a respect for what they do. And I know like the kinds of things they play. So I know the way that Pete Thorne plays and I know the way that RJ plays. And so different guys, they're going to approach it a different way. And, um, so, you know, I kind of listen and go, oh, you know, whether I like what they do or they don't. So for me, for reviews, for that kind of thing, it's been better as long as you know the person reviewing it. Cause there's other people that are going to be like, you know, that they have a thing of, they hate tube screamers and granted there's way too many tube screamer variations, but you know, that no matter what, and no matter how well done it is, they're going to shit on the tube screamer variation. And it's kind of like, and, and, but yeah, as long as you know, and it's kind of like how people listen to our show when we used to do track of the week and things that people, they knew what you liked, they knew what I liked. And so they knew what our sensibility was. And so when we said, Hey, we like this band or whatever, they would be like, okay, well, you know, I like what Richie likes. Yeah. You know what? I'll, maybe I'll check that out. And I used to have listeners just to be like, God damn it. You make me spend so much damn money but they like what they buy. But we're talking really album reviews. What we, you bring up a point there, and I'll, I'll start with this. Hmm. One of the best things I find from doing the show is when I get a, someone sends me a message or puts a comment on something I posted on Facebook, mm-hmm. I discovered this band because you recommended them and I really like them. Now, hmm. if someone says, I discovered this band and I fucking hate them because you said <laughs> I'd like them, that's fine too, but at least yeah. I'm getting some feedback from it yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I will say like you're doing the show a little bit longer than me I'm doing it 10 years 
I am constantly hit up on emails for reviews. Mm-hmm, all the constantly, time. Constantly, all the time. Yep. Send me your reviews, send me your reviews, right? Every, and there's all this new music. There's fucking tons of it. Mm-hmm. And we get sent a lot of it, yep, right? we do. I won't listen to all of it. I just won't. Right. There's a couple of different reasons why. Um, at this stage of my life, I kind of like what I like. Yeah. Um, I, it's not that I won't listen to any of it. I'll listen to some of it, but I, I, I won't listen to all of it. Sure. Because there's too much of it. Yeah. Um, Second thing is we get sent MP3s. I fucking hate MP3s. Yeah. And streaming. Yeah. I fucking yeah. hate them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, st- I'm a physical guy. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> I've always been a physical product guy. Yeah. yeah always. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I, I used to write some reviews. Mm-hmm. For a while I'd write them and I'd post them on the blog. I don't bother anymore. Yeah. Um, I just think it's not worth it uh, per- personally. Yeah. Um, you put the time into it. You you don't you think right? Is it really worth it? Because nobody's you don't know how many people are are looking at it. Right. right. Um. The other thing is, and this is a personal thing again. I've never had one PR person say thank you when I've sent them the review. Never. Um, I have. I, Dustin has. Um. And um. I've also had a couple of different um people in bands give a thank you as well. Okay. But I definitely used to get thank yous from Dustin. Okay. But I I never had one. Yeah. Um, and it's it's good that the bands are getting back to you. But the other thing is, what when they want a review? What if they, what if I'm not a huge fan of it? I'm being honest. Like yeah. They, they want. I I I'm not going to name the guy, right? But um, one of the PR guys, uh, I got um, I got to know him fairly well mm-hmm. a few years ago. To the point where I actually met met him at shows and stuff, yeah. and and I we'd call each other every now and again. And I don't even think he's in the business anymore. I haven't seen him in a couple of years or heard from. Him. But uh, he told me up front, he said, "Richie, I'm not one of these guys that you have to send me a review or tell me that everything I send you is great." Yep. I want your honest opinion. And he said the reason, one of the reasons why is the artists need to know. Yeah. Because yeah. They, you know. If everybody says everything they do is great, uh-huh. they can fucking mail it in. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's yeah. saying it's great, so I, I, why put the extra effort in? Right. And um, I sent him a couple of reviews, and, like, he, he he never got back to me. Yeah. But I know they probably never got sent to the band either. Right. But yeah. um, he, he, didn't, he never stopped giving me interviews. Yep. You know, he never went, oh, you shit on this band, so you're not getting any more of them. Um, it never, it never got to that point. But in the end, I just stopped doing reviews. Yeah, I just said, right, I, I haven't done reviews in years. I mean, there is, a, there is a point, and and you know, I've I've got a pretty decent vocabulary with probably at least once a day someone that says like, what the hell does that word mean? But after a while, you start to find yourself like doing adjective retread all the time, and and you know, how many how many ways can you and you put things and and you do kind of struggle with it and you wonder am i just rewriting the same review again from the last and part of that is because of the um the volume that we were getting you know asked to do Mm -hmm. so you start feeling like you need to do it so it's almost like in you know kind of being disingenuous and and churning them out so i you know i definitely step back and I, I know I do one every so often and I've always said, oh, you know, I should probably start doing them again. But it does quickly, I think, catch up with you with what you're doing. And you, it is, 
it's almost like, um, you know, if you're in a band and you just keep getting, you know, having to put an album out every six months. And after a while, you're like, I'm like retreading lyrics again and crap, too. It's just, yeah, it, it uh, after a while, you start to feel ineffective and you wonder if you're really giving anyone a good steer or doing anybody any service by doing what you're doing. Hmm. When you were a kid, when did it go from your friends recommending music that you, that they might say to you, you, you might like this, to not actually talking to them about it and getting up a ma- getting a magazine and reading a review and going from to, from that. Yeah, so I was kind of the oddball in that respect in that growing up, nobody else really in the neighborhood was into music. So pretty much until, I want to say maybe junior high, so looking like, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, before that, it was pretty much me picking up like a, a cream or something like that, a circus, and, and reading the reviews in there. It seemed like, you know, the first thing I was trying to look at was Rolling Stone, but you, I think I even quickly figured out that, holy shit, those guys hate everything I like. <laughs> and it was... Still do. Yeah, they still do, Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, that was kind of, it was weird because I always, growing up, before I could actually get a Rolling Stone, I always thought, well, these are the guys that really know how to write about music. And there's obviously some guys in there that really did, but um, it, yeah, it kind of shifted over to like Circus. And then once I discovered Cream, I liked kind of the irreverence in it as well, so that they they didn't mind saying that something was shit when it was shit either. So, you know, I would read those and, you know, kind of see what that was. And I, and I would go from there. And then in, um, you know, kind of in junior high, it was pretty much you were either, people really still weren't discovering new music. It was kind of more like you were waiting for the next Led Zeppelin or you were waiting for the next Who album. You were either a Zeppelin person or a Who person. There was one girl who was a massive Thin Lizzy fan. She was like the anomaly there with that one. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get a lot of it. And then even in high school, I would do for the paper, I would do a lot of the reviews for like the new albums and stuff. And I can remember, you know, on through the night and albums like that coming out and, you know, a lot of the kind of the new album bands and stuff. So I was kind of more the guy that was, kind of eagerly trying to discover bands more so. And then people were kind of asking me like, you know, what else is new? Or they were being, like I told the story of like with Iron Maiden, where they would just stop talking to me entirely once I saw the album cover. But, you know, I don't really, I didn't really get, I think, influenced by friends, except for bandmates. So if a bandmate came and said, oh, you know, you got to check, like that's how I first discovered Motorhead was from a bandmate coming in and saying, you got to check this band out. They're like the, freaking most fastest band in the world there that one i i vividly remember this guy jimmy coming back and telling me you've got to check these guys out and just being like just absolute hardcore and that one there was probably the the one that sticks the most in my memory of like somebody coming and saying you've got to check these guys out otherwise it was kind of just me going that classic thing that you know even like bob would talk about you hear lars talk about it too which is you have this one band and you go, okay, now we need something heavier. Now we need something heavier. And you just kept trying to get that next thing. And I was, I was kind of, I was more that person. It was all friends with me. Yeah. Cause 
I'd say a lot of my friends who are into metal are a year or two older than I am. Yeah. Um, and I'm the eldest in my family, so I didn't really have an older brother or sister with yeah. the hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um, that you, you read a lot in books about, you know, all these musicians that the, the brother or sister had all yeah, the Yeah, and, and I and didn't. I mean, my, my brother Mike, he had, like, Beatles. My dad had a big collection, but it was like, you know, Herb Albert, P- Tijuana Brass, stuff like that. But my brother Mike had, like, the Beatles, and that was about it. I do remember my sister being very pissed off when I got, I was given Black Sabbath Volume 4 for Christmas one year, and it was like, oh my God, he's getting our music. It's like, you don't even have an album to your name. <laughs> I have a cousin <laughs> in Ireland, and he told me this story, and actually my aunt, his, his, his mother told me the same story um, years ago uh, for, her, for her birthday, right? Uh-huh. He went and bought her a Led Zeppelin record, telling her, "Ma'am, you're going to love this." Not knowing <laughs> that he was going to be able to play it. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> I think you know. I think the other thing too, and this is always why it's cool to have a co-host like you because you kind of came into it at a different time, but also you have a totally different attitude towards it as well. Because, and, and I, and, you know, I used to have this joke about, you know, Europe being way cooler, but it isn't about trends in the bigger picture for people in Europe for music. No, it isn't. Not really. You know, so, so you, I think you also have a willingness to be like telling your siblings, Hey, check this out as well, or having things around and not, and retaining albums as opposed to, Oh, that band's old now. I'm just going to go chuck that album out or something as well. I think you have uh, a unique kind of perspective that I don't have with that. I'm finding now on my two kids, uh, I've got a 12-year-old and a, se- a boy and a 7-year-old girl. They're just singing all these 80s songs. Yeah. I- I'm, not, I'm not saying hard rock songs, like our metal songs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, but I-, I even said to my wife a couple of nights ago, where are they hearing this stuff? Is it remakes? <laughs> and it's like, no, they're probably hearing it on the radio station I have or they're playing it in uh, school. Um, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, these songs just last. Yeah, it's interesting because yeah, every so often my girlfriend's daughter will come out with something like certain Scorpion songs she really likes and she'll just start singing along in the back seat or um, like Rick Springfield, I'll sort of be like, wait for it. And then she'll start singing like the lyrics too. I mean, most of the stuff she's doing is more of that throwaway pablum, but there's other stuff that just, it does get in her head and she's just, she knows the lyrics and she, and especially Scorpion. She's probably because we play a lot of Scorpions, but yeah, that's, it's interesting. Yeah. They just come out does of she there. Sing it in the, in the accent too. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, we're back to reviews. Yeah. Uh, friends first, definitely. And then one of them mentioned to me, did, did you ever get Kerrang? Mm. And I I think I've told this story before. The first Kerrang I got, there was Dave Mustaine in it from Megadeth and I fucking knew nobody else in it. Yeah. And then eventually you, you fumble around and, yeah, you know, you're, you might go to your friend's house, do you have this? Yeah, can I borrow that? Fucking hell, that's good. Yeah. And then you get used to a writer. Yep. And once you get used to what, 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 you know, yeah. where the writer is in, right. in life and what he likes, you kind of follow them and you kind of go by them. Yeah. Uh, 
Because like, yeah. we and, and just so people know, if you're like new to the show, you can go back. What was it? Two years ago, maybe well, it's more than that. It's more than that. But <laughs> but I'll probably try to put the links in there. But we actually did a whole series on Kerrang, where we went back and talked to a lot of the writers and people like Crusher and and all kinds of folks. Oh, yeah. Every, so it was ten a people. Great series that. Uh, Richie really helped facilitate a few years ago that's awesome on on Kerrang! And and then from there, too, so you'll kind of know when when you listen to some of that. So, you know, when you know, okay, if Dante's writing this, I know what Dante likes. Okay, I'm probably going to like it, too. So, yeah. Mm. So, great, great, great thing. If you go up to uh, FocusOnMetalPod.com and look in the projects menu, you'll see the, all the links for all the Kerrang! things. You can just stream them all down and enjoy them. Good stuff there. Yeah. So... What I found with the Kerrang! reviews, um, they were pretty honest. Yeah. They didn't go with the PR line that you're here to promote my mm-hmm. band and you have to say that it's great. Yeah. And I, I really admired that with them. Um, and I didn't agree with some of them. Because sure. I'd buy the album and I'd say, what the fuck are you on about? This is a load of shite. You, you didn't listen to it. And, and that, that's the beauty of music. Right. Um, all, I don't like everything that my friends like. Right. And vice versa. Yep. Like, there, there's some bands... Like, I, I love Black Star Riders. Uh-huh. My friends can't fucking stand them. Right? <laughs> and it, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. They have the thing about the Lizzie thing. Oh, yeah. Right? And they've, they've, they haven't been able to get over that. And I have, and I love them. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one band. Um, and then I've got another friend. He's not really into the trash stuff, and I like the Testaments and yep. the Overkills and yep. all that. He's like, no, I won't fucking listen to them. It's a load of shite. Yeah, right. But then there's the middle ground where there's stuff that we all fucking love. Yeah, right. And then one of my other friends is all this fucking obituary and all that, and I'm like, there's no <laughs> fucking way I'm listening to that. I just I can't do the vocal. That's so. It's actually the thing that Nikki says because, like you know, I I love Arch Enemy. Yeah, I know. I liked it when Angela sang. I like it when Alyssa's singing. And she'll go, the musicianship is awesome. It's when the damn vocal comes in. But what's worse now is that with her is that, you know, Angela really never did much in the way of clean at all. But Alyssa will switch back and forth. And she's like, when she sings in that clean voice, she can really sing like incredible. Like, why doesn't she sing that the whole way? And trying to explain to her about about power and like all this. And she's just like, I just can't deal with it. She's like, I just, the music is awesome. I can't get over the vocals. Yeah. So, that, and that's probably one of the few cookie bands that I actually really like. Okay. So have reviews always been really important to you? Um, no, no, they, they really, I don't think that, that I hung my hat on everything to be like, Oh, I should really get that, or I should, or oh, that guy doesn't like that. I, it was a good way to like make pointers over to maybe check something out. So that's how um, I started listening to like White Snake, because there was a good review for In the Heat of the Night, and it was like, oh, that kind of sounds interesting. And it was like, go down to Caldors, pick up the vinyl, and go, oh yeah, I like that. So that's when I remember what reading the review and going, huh. You know, but I, it wasn't like I was like waiting on them either. Okay. Reviews, I think, stopped having an, a, a major effect on me probably around the mid 90s. Hmm. Um, 
I, found, I, think, I think what I would actually do a lot of times, I'd buy a vinyl that I liked. Yeah. And then I'd read a review and I'd go, either, yeah, they got it. Or, what the fuck? Like, are we even listening to the same album? Mm. You know? I just found that, and again, I'm going back to Kerrang, that a lot of the old writers were gone and they brought in a lot of new ones. Yeah. And all they did was shit on everything that made the magazine great. And Yeah, they took the, the probably the irreverence you like from the original reviews which was just kind of that touch of snarkiness so that it wasn't all yeah, like, like sober. What, what I found with the Kerrang! guys in the 80s, they were in on the joke. Yeah. Um, were they part of the machine? Yes. Yeah. But they were able to, you know, they didn't kiss ass. Yeah. So in, in, in a way, it's a little bit like, like what Rip was doing as well for a while. And then, yeah, then people kind of, kind of lose it a bit and and then it just becomes a cookie cutter and they start giving more of a crap about themselves and their own voice than actually what they're doing what i found as well it was hard to find the reviews on certain bands that i liked yeah they, they were they didn't get covered yeah um I, there was a time in the, in the mid 90s at the tower records in dublin um i could get uh metal edge okay yep um and i never really searched for rip or uh or Circus, or Cream. Mm-hmm. Um, but Metal Edge stood out, and I bought a few, uh, some issues of Metal Edge. A lot of pictures in it. A yeah. lot of fucking pictures. Yeah. Um, but it had some reviews in it, and they reviewed some stuff uh, that I wasn't seeing in Kerrang, and I wasn't seeing in Metal Hammer. Um, or if they were in those magazines, the reviews were, like, buried. They weren't given a half page like they used to be. Yeah. They were given, like, a small paragraph in the let's round them up section at the very sure. end of the reviews. And the same band might have been multi-platinum five years before. Yeah. But yeah. They'd, they'd give like a, a, a half a page to some fucking new indie fucking band yeah. that had just started, you know, because, oh, they're the fucking new thing now. That sort of shit, <laughs> yeah. you know. And yeah. then they'd say all that, the old stuff, oh, yeah, they're still going, they're playing pubs, and uh, it's not as good an, anymore next. Yeah. That kind of a right. shit, deal. A metal edge, I thought, gave him a, a, at least a decent shot. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the nineties, I wasn't looking for reviews anymore. I, I I'd kind of settled at that stage on what what I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're starting to get into the uh, the downloading. Yeah, I see. Like in the nineties, I started. I would read. I would read reviews, but they weren't in your normal music trade magazine. So I was looking at reviews in Premier Guitar or in Guitar Player. And so, and those tend to be skewed more towards guitar-oriented stuff as well. And a lot of the focus on those is always going to be on the playing and the production and stuff. And so I would I would read a lot of those. Uh, but then again, I was reading those magazines cover to cover. So I'm reading gear reviews, I'm reading music reviews and stuff. Um, but I don't think that it was ever that I would read one and go, oh shit, I have to get that. I think more recently with Vintage Guitar, and they have a lot of them, it may be that there's an artist that maybe there's a uh, like a new live recording coming out or something that's getting no press at all. It's just buried and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was coming out. So something like that, it's more of a, oh, okay, hmm, I'll go check that out type of thing that I would do those. But it wasn't, I wasn't reading it to find, like, the next thing that I was going to listen to. 
Did you did you pick up Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles down here? Could you get it? Because that's a ni- that was a nineties publication. It was. Wasn't it? it would occasionally pop up at um, there was a the record store that was next to Daddy's in Nashua. Occasionally, they would have it. I don't ever remember picking it up, but I do remember occasionally they would have it there. And then it would be at um, Barnes and Noble. Okay, okay. But when you look at back then at the reviews in the magazines, and it was a lot like the music industry, um, the people who wrote mm-hmm. they were they were funneled. Yeah, like they went through a vetting process, and the people who actually got published kind of knew what they were writing about. Um, might have had a journalistic background. Yeah, were able to write in a way that people could understand. Yep, yep. Um, could explain themselves. Yep. very well. Not all of them. Some of them. <laughs> um, what I find now is that everybody has a review. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's true. I mean, if you were to go back and and talk to, I mean, even if you look at some of the people that we that talked to during the Kerrang project you know they had to prove themselves and and make it so that it was like okay good you you can hang with bands you can understand them you can talk to them and you can be intelligent about it as well and it was like you know you started off as like your little cub reporter and you worked your way up to do it and you're right and now it's pretty much that you know anybody including us two idiots can just throw a review out there one of the things i I found over the years, and I don't know whether you've experienced this, but just say you're searching for a review on a band's album, one of the first things that'll pop up is the Amazon reviews. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. And you're you're looking at that and you're thinking, I used to read Kerrang! with these guys that knew the music and uh-huh. wrote, wrote, wrote a lot better than yep. some guy that on fucking Amazon. I, I actually like that. The packaging was shit, one star. I like when review. you get the review on Amazon for an album that's not coming out for months. Like clearly the person does not even have the album yet, but there's a review there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but normally it's something like that. The review is based on what, that's another thing. And there's a lot of fucking rabbit holes are going to go down here. Cause, cause I, cause you look at yeah. it and you go, okay, we deal with that label. I know that promo isn't even out from that label yet. Like it isn't even that they could have really listened to an advanced one. It's, what are they writing about? Here's the review that fucking blows my mind. I listened to the first 10 seconds of it and I turned it off. And I'm like, you're not reviewing it then. You didn't fucking listen to it. Right. You Hell, see that a lot. With an Iron Maiden album, you have to listen to it for the good three minutes before you actually get to a lyric. <laughs> <laughs> the new, any, anything new from Metallica. I, you're, bound, you're bound to see that. I, was, I, list, I got to the drums and I turned it off. And I'm like, you didn't even fucking <laughs> listen to the song. And Speaking of which, that's have not you a listened review. to, the, to the, the new, the second single yeah, they released? Like so I listened to it and I went, so the first thing was like, God damn, this is a long intro. Like, this is way too fucking yeah, long for an intro. The song's only five and a half minutes long. But then I went, this is sounding really familiar. So you remember how I was raving about Eterna? Yeah. Right? I, I really, and I still like that song. Yeah. Then I was like, hmm, this is sounding different. Or, I'm sorry, it's sounding the same. It's got this straightforward beat and a little riff and a straightforward beat 
and a little riff. And I went back to Turner and went, straightforward beat, little riff. It's just that it has a little bit more power and grit to it. It's like, okay, they made the same song in two different tempos. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, but, you're, yeah, but you can review it because you listen to them. <laughs> That's fine. I was like, and it was like, why is this like, oh, no, they're not going down this. But I'm, I'm hoping that other things will be different. But those, and, and I was, and I did go back and I listened to a Turner again. And I went, no, I still like this. This has still got something in it. But I was like, the second one was too damn close to it. Like, this is just a variation of it. But anyways, but I'm the, going down a rabbit like hole. The other thing is, and I'll, I'll put my hand up and say, I'm, I, I'm guilty of this as well. I don't listen to music now the same way that I did when I was 16 or, or, or 20 or even 30. Yeah. I'm, I'm very quick now. To just say, I don't like it. I won't make the effort to listen to it four or five times because there's no there's no effort in getting it anymore. I can just turn it off and I can get whatever I want. Now it's on fucking YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't listen to music the same way. Um, and I think that comes across in with reviewers. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, you're right. I, you know, when when I was listening to stuff, when, you know, I was a teenager, it was an immersive experience. I'm sitting there. You have to be focused because you're playing an album. So you, so it's not like you can walk away and do other shit because you're going to have to flip that side over. So what do you do? You're, you're listening to that. You've got the headphones on. You're, you've got the album stuff in front of you. You're reading every word on the album. You're immersed in it. You're invested in it. Um, plus you're, you're, you're taking your hard earned cash and you, you know, I mean, the day that I, you know, when I picked up back in black and, and live bootleg the same day, that was like, okay, well I'm, I'm broke now for a while. Uh, but I listened to this shit out of those albums because I was literally invested in them and just playing them and playing them. And of course the thing is, is that you don't have a career at that point. You don't have a family, you don't have kids. You're, you're like, you can you can be a little bit more precious about what you're doing as well and and yeah so you would just you would learn all that stuff and i think a lot of those albums i'm still i'm much more familiar with than an album that came out like last week even if i really like it and i think it will always be that way there's certain albums that are imprinted and i freaking know them and then the new ones yeah there's you know certain stuff that you know albums from some new bands where i'm still like especially like primal fear and stuff where i'm really into those but I still probably don't know them to the point of that song ends and then I know what the next song's supposed to be on the album. Like I would be if I'm listening to like Highway to Hell and I expect that what that next song is going to be. And then, you know, so suddenly if you're kind of kind of like being a scatterbrain listening to Sirius or whatever and you just forget that you're not listening to the album, you're listening to Sirius and you're like, oh, shit, that's not the next song. Um but yeah, I don't. It's just not like that anymore. I don't think music. I'm not talking about the quality, because yeah. there's a lot of fucking great quality music out there now. New music. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the same value to me mm-hmm. that it used to. Um. Because this is just the way the modern world works. Yeah. Um. Even though I've gotten back into the the vinyl thing. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, that's a cool thing. I mean. To see the vinyl come back and 
come back to a point where now you're even waiting a long time to even get some of it as well. But I think people are starting to appreciate that, hold it in your hand and actually be able to hold the thing that you theoretically own as opposed to that it's just on your phone or something and it can be gone in an instant. And and, and I think that's good that we're getting back to that because I've got, you know, some of the other kids in the family now that are getting into this stuff and they're all like really proud to show me like, oh yeah, we're getting into vinyl, which is good. I, I think that it does make you pay attention more. And I think it, it pay does- more money too. Yeah, that's for it's sure. It's fucking expensive now. Well, like, yeah, I mean, before we talked, I mean, I showed you, you know, Foghat Live, right? What did I say? $6.55 I paid for it. Uh, you know, brand new. I, I think now that album is probably at least 25 bucks if you go to buy it. So it is definitely more expensive. And part of that is going to be due to not as many pressing plants as we had before as well. And they're printing in such small volumes as well. So just with that whole economics of volume. Supply and demand. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, I think I'm hoping that this is something that will help make people want to do music as more than just the convenient, as you very well put it, easily gotten background music to be, you've gone to a store, you've searched in the bins for these things, or you're, You've been able to get that, you know, one of those limited 300 and depressing albums and you begin to appreciate that stuff. And I'm hoping that does make a step change in how people consume and value music. The other thing is, uh, why do people even want to review stuff anymore? They don't need it. They can just go to YouTube. They can just go to Spotify. Mm-hmm. I listen to it myself. I don't need to read what he says. Yep. Um I don't think there's many reviewers even out there now that you that are named guys that I used to have when I was a kid. Sure. The Malcolm Domes and right. Mick Walls and the Xavier Russells. And I don't know who your counterparts were here. Yeah. But can you name one now who has the same... Nope. Power is the wrong word, but like notoriety. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't name one. Nope. Young, young journalist. Nope. That people go, I can't fucking wait to see what he says about a new album. Yeah, no, that that is very much the case. And then maybe part of that is because, you know, one, you've got so many people just throwing their hat in the ring with an opinion. But, yeah, again, you could just go to YouTube, just watch the single, whatever it is, you know. I mean, obviously, you're probably not going to get the whole album, but you'll get a, you're going to get a flavor of it. And the other thing as well, we've already talked about Metallica, that bands are doing, and I don't fucking like this at all. They're releasing like a fucking third or a quarter of the album before the fucking thing even comes out. Yeah. So you, you more than likely well made up your mind before any fucking review of the record comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Metallica have two singles now. Correct. They're probably going to have a third one before April. Yeah. That's a that's was a twelve song record. That's a quarter of the so, album. Yeah. Like they're all doing it. Yeah. I am black, uh, black back to Black Star Riders again. The album came out last week. They yeah. had a single out in fucking June last year. Yeah, they've been dropping you know, them pretty like, regular. Hey, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I think part of that though is that it is it is competitive and and you know, they have to keep kind of keeping the interest up and, you know, drawing people in and you know, all of that and keep the promotion machine going. And I mean, I don't think it's and, you know, it may tie into the fact that before you could have 
a review and, and you'd be like, oh, this guy says this is going to be good because you get this ahead of time exactly. and build it. But you don't have anybody that you can go to that anymore. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there because years ago, you might get the single out before the record. Mm-hmm. And then you'd wait for the review because other than the single, you ha- hadn't heard any of it. Yep. Now you're hearing a lot of it before yep. it's even out there. And there, there's snippets, there's there's rehearsal footage when there are recording mm-hmm. footage, when they keep releasing all these, a lot of bands release all these clips of them in the studio. Um, I think when you can go on Amazon sometimes and you can like listen to the first 20 seconds of every song yeah. before it's even out. Like, why bother reading a review? Yeah. They're irrelevant now. Pretty much. I, I mean, that whole, I think that whole promotion process, a lot of that is a very, very transient, almost disposable process at this point. And, and people just want that eight second sound bite. Next, next, next. I mean, I would like to sit down with a magazine and really read it and, you know, all of that and, and not have that eight second flipping by my face to do it kind of a thing. But I think the vast majority of people now, that's just what they do. It's just like, oh, up, oh, yep, click next, up, oh, click next. Yeah, the other thing is with some of the reviews, there's no context to it, um, especially some of the ones online. Mm. Um, they don't really explain themselves. It might be like two or three lines. Yeah. And some of them might be able to get in what they need and you go, oh, yeah. But a lot of it is they're going in with a, they haven't listened to it properly. I, in my opinion, yeah, or they just don't like the fucking band anyway, yeah. And then, and I've done this because um, people comment on on the Facebook page sometimes. They'll say that shit, and I'll <laughs> say why, and then they'll get all defensive. I don't have to fucking justify anything I comment, and I'm like, well, why? What? That's so that shit. That's your review. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't help anybody. Which doesn't help anybody. May, probably makes them feel better. Uh huh. But. That's what. That's sometimes what reviews have gotten to. Yeah, it's a couple of lines um, of nothing. Yeah, um, I'm not saying I want a breakdown of every single song and what key or play. You, you'd love that now, but I, <laughs> I, I, would. I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but there's, there's no intro. There's no body. There's yeah. no conclusion. It's just n- fluff. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, and, and this is a fucking social media thing as well. Is the negative group think? Yeah. Um, I just don't like them. I've never liked them. And I listen to this and I just don't like it. And because I've never liked anything that they've done in the past. or And I have to be seen that way because everybody else I, that I know or I'm friends with or whatever on Facebook yeah. and all that, all we have to do is every time we see anything on this band or, or a concert or something like that, we just have to shit on them. We just have to do it. It's just negative, 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 negative. You must and have some, a lot of time on their hands to just go I, and, and, I, I, and sometimes, comment on shit they don't like. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, I see it. I see it all the time. If I, if I, there's two bands that if I post anything on Facebook, two that I can think of off the top of my head, people lose their fucking minds over. Anything new with Metallica. Uh-huh. Anything. Yeah. Black album up to now. Yeah. That's not new, but you know what I mean. I know like, what I mean. Yeah, is that, anything, it's that, right? it's that and the dividing other, the line. The other one is Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. People fucking lose their mind over anything I post on that. Yeah, That's not Van Halen. That's not Van Halen. <laughs> Sammy Hagar is shit. That's not fucking Van Halen. It is. It's just a different era of Van yeah, Halen. Just, some people, they just, 
when they can't accept stuff or when they're reviewing something. Yeah. Um, shit project. Fucking hate that singer. Can't stand that guitar player. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, did you listen to it? Don't have to fucking listen to it. I know it's shit. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Rubbish. Can't fucking stand him. Hasn't done that in good since fucking slided in or something. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, they, they, yeah. it always goes back to he hasn't done that in fucking good in 35 years. Yeah. Voice is shot. Fucking guitar players, different guitar player. Fucking this guy's not in it anymore. No fucking interest. Right. Hasn't listened to fucking any of the music. And then you get the other guy. Are they still going? <laughs> I, I, I can't. <laughs> I get that sometimes. Like this yeah. band might have, have been bringing bringing out records every couple of years since the eighties. Yeah, who's in the band now? I'm like, and I and I just comment, use Google. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't talk about Eddie Trunk a lot on this show, but he lost his fuck. <laughs> he lost his fucking mind on on his radio show a couple of times over this. People that say, are, are Queensrÿche, are they still going? And he'd be like, what the f- you're, fucking, <laughs> you're calling my show a hard rock and metal show and asking me, are fucking Queensryche still going? He lost it a couple of times and he's fucking right too. Yeah. But there's the negative, the negative group think is, is def- definitely out there, definitely prevalent. Um, there's not that many reviews in printed magazines anymore. It's all online. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and who do you trust? Because if you start, the more, there's so many reviews out there now, by the time you fucking read a lot of them, mm-hmm. you're more confused than you are in the fucking beginning. Yeah. You're thinking, I'm going to go in now and I'm going to read a couple of reviews and see whether I should spend the money on this. And you, you fucking read some of them and you're like, I, I really don't fucking know now. I don't know now. Yeah. <laughs> I knew more <laughs> in the beginning when I didn't fucking know than I did when I'm reading reviews. Um. And you're looking for balance, and you, sometimes you're just, you're just not getting it. You know, no context, no yeah. balance, um, negativity. Yeah. Well, you know what else doesn't help? And I know I, I, I guess I do crap on the industry a lot on this, is that because the vast majority of radio, at least here in the U.S., for terrestrial radio is all done by Clear Channel, it's all cookie cutter so you don't have a dj that that plays things that are you know off of other albums because i would i would just pull stuff out of the stacks and i would play deep cuts and things so you don't you 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 have a very limited spectrum of what is going to get played over those airwaves at any given day you're picking the music you have an opinion on what you're picking what do you mean um you were you'd put songs on the radio that you liked, some of them. Now it's all driven by computers. And, well, that's and what I'm saying is now they, they literally have a, this is the, you know, this. There's no like human the, element to this it This is anymore. like the 20 songs you're going to play. You didn't, you, you, by and large, those DJs are not allowed to decide, oh, I'm going to play something off of No Rest for the Wicked. It just it just doesn't happen. It's not a, it's not on the playlist. It's not, and part of that too is I know they just don't want to bother with playing licensing. Like so, that's one of the good things with, um, like if uh, you may be listening to uh, like Ozzy's Boneyard, and and they play a lot of the same things, you know, again and again. You will see Mark Striegel will throw stuff in like 
oh, nice. And a lot of times I'll hit him up with a comment on it. Um, and then Jim Florentine will with his metal midgets and he, you know, you're like, you never know what you're going to hear on there as well. And I think probably a lot of people that don't have a lot of musical aptitude yet will probably get a lot of stuff from that show as well. But, but that's kind of an anomaly, but that is how it used to be when you would listen to a lot of stations before is that you had DJs that one knew the bands, knew the music. They were buying a lot of their own vinyl. They were really trying to discover and, and, and they were just so much into it that, that they were the people you trusted and you would be listening to them because they would play those new things. I mean, I know that the classic thing with, with Europe, right, is the, is all the, the people that they wouldn't listen to BBC. They were listening to like all the stuff that was out on the channel that was because they were playing radio all the Luxembourg. stuff. Yeah, the BBC wasn't playing, right? It's, it's the kind of the same radio thing. Stations. Yeah, exactly. Radio Caroline yeah. is another one. Exactly, yeah. And so the, those are kind of the, you know, when it was only when afterwards when some of those guys actually then migrated over to BBC, but they took that same thing that that you kind of had this thing of, of knowing new stuff and, and that, you know, so they were kind of your best review at that point. Because I think a lot of the like things like enemy was still kind of like snotty, like Rolling Stone and stuff. But you don't have that anymore. So so you're either dependent on a review to figure out, oh, I've never heard of that band. But otherwise, you, you kind of don't have any other context to go by. So I bagged on uh, the radio stations that I hear in this area yeah. before, and I'm going to do it again now. Yeah, and we and we had at one point we had incredible. I actually, had this conversation of the day in. In Newbury Comics, like WCOZ, so like ninety four five now, which is it used to be it used to be WCOZ. In fact, that picture I have that Bill Hale did of Mustaine, there's another shot from that same session. He's got a COZ bumper sticker on his case, and he's got a BCN one because BCN was the other leading station around here. All of that is non-existent anymore mm. at all. But you don't get reviews on. Of new music on any of those stations anymore when it comes to hard rock, because they're not interested in the new music. They play the new music when the guy is being interviewed on the show. Yes, and then they will fucking never, ever, ever talk about it mm-hmm. or play it ever yep. again. So when you're looking for reviews on the radio, you're wasting your it's time. It's not all now. of them now. There's yeah. certain radio stations you have to. Are, are good like there's some internet stations and some shows on yeah, Sirius that's what I'm saying a lot of times commercial you, radio but if sometimes you have some of the like some of the stations like out of Texas they will broadcast on the internet as well yeah and there's still some independent guys out there that will play some great new stuff and some deep tracks that normally don't get played by bands either but in this area non-existent yeah yeah um couple of more things before before we go the group the facebook group thing and the social media group thing mm-hmm. um i don't know how involved you are in any of those i kept getting added to them and i just I'm oh not, i just i'm I, not doing them i've um, i have not been on i don't think i've been on facebook more than twice since you took over like all the facebook you're stuff. probably better off um just and i don't miss it they Talk about a masturbation fest. A lot of them. It's like everything. Everything is like everything. Any of the musicians do is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Everything. Right. You, you can't. 
you can't criticize them at all, or you can't have a, an opinion about a, a record. Yeah, and say that I don't re- I don't really like that record, and then this this thing comes out then and destroys me fucking, not not insane, but I'm like really, you're you know this true fan crap. Yeah. yeah, you're not a true fan unless you love everything a band has ever done, and I'm I'm like. W- when was that a fucking rule? Like, when did that come in? Like, when do we can't have a difference of opinion? So I, so are these are these the same people that then, whoever their significant other is, mm-hmm. they must like absolutely have no fault with anything that their significant other ever mm-hmm. does, right? Because they're 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 a true fan to them. True fan. You got You got to love everything the band has done. Yeah, it's crap. Um, and it, it is crap. It's a lot of fucking rubbish. Yeah. Um, and if you're a true fan of any band, uh, look in the mirror, you're fucking lying of everything they've done because yeah. you, you're, you're just not. Yeah. I mean, even I'm in a cer- I have to be in a certain mood to listen to certain records and there's certain records by certain bands yeah. that I love yeah. that I fucking don't like. I, I, I am not a fan of Ram It Down by Judas Priest. Yeah. I just don't like that record. Yeah. I don't like Nostradamus. Does that make me not a Judas Priest fan anymore? Yeah, that's a tough one. You, you know, you, but you know what I'm saying? There's, there, are pe- there are people out there that will right. say, you know, you, you know, you have to fucking love yeah. everything Priest. And if you're did. really, and if, uh, to me, if, so if you're really a true fan, then you would go back and you would even, especially now, read their honest reflections back on a lot of those. And a lot of times those things that you kind of have a hiccup over, you find out that, yeah, they were kind of under pressure. They weren't really ready to do it. They were kind of phoning it in. They just, you know, you just kind of, you, you rack it all up and you go, oh, okay, well, that's probably what's what's coming through on it. And and so it's like even a lot of times the band for something that might be kind of off the mark, that's just, yeah, that's just how it is. People will call you out on it. How can you not like it? Because I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I love, I love all these albums before it. Yeah. I love all these albums after. Yeah. This album just never spoke to me sure. and that's okay. So if, so if there's an ice cream flavor I don't like, like suddenly I don't like rum raisin, I'm not a true fan of ice cream anymore. Mm. Like, no, like, no, that's not how it works. There was one, one guy on Facebook. I keep going back to Facebook because that's the only thing I run on <laughs> social media. You do the Twitter. I wouldn't have a clue what you're posting on it because I'm, I'm actually not on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I remember this years ago. I think... I posted that Rust in Peace and, and Countdown to Extinction, they were both certified on the same day. I think I think Rust in Peace might have gone platinum and, and Countdown double, uh-huh. something like that, on the okay. same day. Yeah. So I posted both of them went certified, whatever it yeah. was, right? And then I put in the comments that I, I actually prefer a Countdown to Rust in Peace. Uh-huh. And a comment came back, you're not a trash fan. <laughs> right? Now, wrap your head around that. Because I preferred one record over another, I am not a trash metal fan of the genre. Yeah, that's that just like, makes zero sense. Makes zero, but that's yeah. that's someone. That's what you're getting in some some reviews too. That maybe there's an element out there, and I don't fucking blame the guys. They're just tired of doing reviews because they get shit. Yeah. Like, where's the? I can be honest and say I, I don't, you know, I don't like this record. Right. And then you get all these fans that'll just fucking go after him. Yeah. And it's like you're not, you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. He, you know, how the fuck can you say that about this guy? And I'm like, he has a difference of opinion to yours. Right. And that's 
Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. That's okay. He didn't like this one. He fucking loved the last one. Yeah. He, he might fucking love the next one. You love this one. Right. And it might Fine. even be, you know, it could even be that, so like, for instance, when, when Death Magnetic came out, when it first came out and I first listened to it, I wasn't really liking it. Now, granted, I'm not, you know, going having a masturbation fest over it now, but I, you know, I gave it a little time. I re-listened to it and I liked it more than I liked it the first go round. And a lot of times it is even just where you are mentally, what's going on in your life, like anything else then. And, and I mean, music is, is a, is a huge emotional component to it. If, if you consider it to be just a cut and dry, it is or it isn't then you don't really fucking understand but music. that's what but that's what you're getting now yeah which is ridiculous and it, it it isn't you're getting it is and it isn't but you're also getting my opinion matters more than yours i'm not respecting your opinion at all yeah which is also bullshit but, yeah. but that's what you that's what you get now everything yeah. is black and white now there's no gray there's no differences yeah you either have to be left or you have to be right and there's no in between there's there's no there's no discussion about it. There's yeah. no bar discussion about, I love this record uh-huh. and we'll have a, a few beers and whatever about yeah. it and we'll all agree to disagree and what have you. Now now you go to a bar and you, I, I hate ram it down. Next thing you know, someone's punching the head, you're in fucking hospital. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, how fucking dare you say that this album is, how, he's God. Lynch is God or Nikki Six is God and how dare you say anything bad about yeah. about anything those guys have ever done ever and I'm like listen I love girls 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 I Dr. Feelgood I think fucking Generation Swines I don't like it yeah. I don't like Smoke This I yeah. love Wicked Sensation I love the second record how dare you right Lynch is God everybody I, I don't like everything you know, even George is, you know, it's not like he's just cookie cutter doing the same thing. And there's things he does one way and things he does another way. And there's things you're going to like and there's things you're not. And if you're not, it's like. It's okay. Not, People you know, don't like it. Yeah. People don't like it. It's okay. Yeah. With, with George Lynch in six weeks, he's something else anyway. So at least you that coming. <laughs> True. <laughs> he's True. got, he's, have you heard a new song he's got with this? It, it's like this industrial kind of thing. I, I not my not not my yeah, cup of tea at the, all. I, I saw. A, I got a thing to pre-order it. I didn't because I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's George. And then it talked about. Then he's got this programmer, and I was like, <laughs> smoke this. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And I went. Even it's though I li- even though I like some of the stuff on Smoke This, I was still like, uh. yeah. And then I looked because I don't think it's coming out to like July, and I was like. Jesus, like, no, I'm just not, I'm not even going to do this like seven month ahead of time deal. Like, no, I'm just, as much as I really like George Lynch, I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm passing. Yeah. He's got another album done with Michael Sweet. Yeah. And I, and I like the first two. Yeah. Um, but again, reviewers with these guys, they're held on such high esteem by fans. Yeah. I wouldn't like to be a reviewer. I some of the reviews I did in the past, people attacked me on them. Yeah, I'm like, it's just my opinion. It's okay. Yeah, and I'm, that was one. Of, actually, that look thinking about it now, that was one of the reasons I said fuck it. Yeah. Um, the oh, other, the other, the other thing I'd love bands to do, and we'll finish on this, and you're fucking never going to get it. Um, on social media, bands will only post reviews 
when someone says that the album is the fucking next coming of Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or something like that. Mm -hmm. They'll never post the, the review where the guy is actually saying what he, how he feels that some of the album is great or some of it isn't yep. and actually justifying his reasons why so that there's, yep. you know, it's like an essay. Yeah. N no band will ever fucking post that. They'll only post the one where it's fucking absolutely amazing. It might even be badly fucking written. Yeah. The guy might have actually spent fucking five minutes listening to it and uh, just cobbled something together. But because it says it's fucking absolutely amazing, yeah. that gets shared. So you have yeah. the guy who's actually putting the effort in, probably listened to it ten fucking times, yeah. written it pr properly, yeah. and then shared it. The band will look at that and say, I'm not fucking sharing that. And I'm like, so wh where's the real world? Yeah, right. You know, it, are, do the bands honestly fucking believe that every fucking review that they're getting is, is the ones that they're posting? No, it fucking is not. No. So, you know, a, a bit of fucking reality would, would, would be nice on some of these things, but you, you won't get it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. That was, <sighs> wow, that was a bit of a rant. <laughs> <laughs> There's our there's our review of reviews. People will shit on us now. Yeah. That's fine. I don't I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Well, they're going to review this show now and say, "Well, it looks exactly. too wankers." Exactly. No, I mean, <laughs> it's happened before, so whatever. It's every week. But here we are. <laughs> Five hundred some odd episodes later, still here. So people are listening. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that will uh, will do it. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for myself and Richie, have yourselves a great meta week. And until we talk to you again, as always, remember. Focus on metal. Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.